Nathan, sometimes on this show, we'll talk about something from the past or something about from when we're younger. We're very- Sometimes. Yeah. We're, we usually talk about <laughs> new ideas in architecture or new technology mm-hmm. that's coming down the pike, but sometimes it's fun to go Film. down memory lane. Memory lane. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are what are a couple things that you loved when you were a boy? Oh, uh, is this what rating is this show? <laughs> now this is some of the famous Nathan's blue humor. <laughs> yeah, uh, I liked um, video. I liked video games. Sure, I loved um, video game themed cereals. That's two. I liked video game cartoons. Okay, that's three, and we're all done. How did you yeah. feel about trolls? I, not, not. I, I hated them. Oh, I hated no. them, and I hated anyone who liked them. <laughs> and especially if they loved them, I really hated them. Wow, it's crazy. You must have had a lot of very, very strong feelings about the movie that we watched today, which is, of course... <laughs> The Boy Who Loved Trolls, which was first yes. seen October 29th, 1984 on PBS, which was a WonderWorks show. Yes. Um, WonderWorks. Which we've done, we've done a WonderWorks show. We have. Oh, I'm glad that you said it before I did because I was, I was about yeah, I had to jump to in there. Forget. I was about <laughs> I to, to forget. But we have <laughs> talked about a WonderWorks show very recently, my child. Very recently. <laughs> Um, and of course we talked about it on the show network special which is the show you're listening to uh it's about the golden age of appointment-based television when you used to have to watch what was on when it was on but now thanks to the magic of the internet we can watch these shows again and again and again i am zachariah and i'm here with my co-host too nathan and popping up my favorite little troll producer who Jeremy Deming. He's under his little bridge. He he is most trollish of us three, right? I'm always going around asking people to answer my riddles three, yep. and no one does it. You're and always I'm saying, frustrated, yeah. and then I have yeah. to say mean things on the internet afterwards. Also, if you haven't I'm, seen a picture of Jeremy, he has very tall, neon-colored <laughs> hair and a little jewel in his belly, and he walks around shirtless constantly, and no genitals. Yeah. And hair on his feet. That that's hobbits, my love. Well, trolls have hair on their feet. No, <laughs> no, yeah. no. I'm like a bedazzled Don King. <laughs> Actually, that's your Don King that's impression. Hobbits. <laughs> is that is that a nerd being strangled? Yeah. <laughs> my trachea. <laughs> It's a nerd having an asthma attack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Boy Who Loved Trolls. Uh, boy, oh boy. This is a Wonderworks show, and I will say I liked it. I will also say, boy, was this movie weird. <laughs> it is so freaking is weird. unabashedly bizarre. This is a real what, what, weird hang movie for half of it. What is the last, what's the last one we did? Just recently, from Wonderworks. Uh, of course, it was uh, Tommy Dukin, the boy who ate cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm the actually blanking cigarettes. on what it was because I just saw a promo for the Ho- oh, it was the Kirk Cameron vehicle. Uh, no, that's not Wonderworks. 
Oh, that was just the production company yeah, that it, did Wonder how Works. To be a, how to be a perfect person in just three days. Of that's course. Right. Yes. Similar vibes, so, but not as bizarre, honestly. Yes. That's what I was trying to think of. Like, there is a theme, a recurring theme, it seems, at least. We've only watched two of these yet. There's still more to watch. Um, but it seems like they're like both of the main characters are just klutzes and, you know, or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say the summary of this movie because I feel like if we slowly <laughs> go through the plot, if you haven't seen this movie, and honestly, you should watch this movie. If you enjoy listening to this sort of yeah. Entertainment. This is going to be in everybody's wheelhouse. This is this is the plot according to Wikipedia. 12-year-old Paul would like nothing more than for magical trolls and mermaids he reads about in his favorite story to be real. Uh, correction, he does not read about mermaids. He goes searching for a real troll and finally meets one named Ofeti, who has friends like Kalat, a mermaid, and Socrates, a talking turtle. Soon, the mermaid's home is threatened by an evil bridge builder. Paul discovers that if Of that Ofeti is dying and has less than a day to live, Paul must see if he has what it takes to risk everything and save his new friends. That makes it sound like this is a very plot-driven fantasy movie. And there is a plot, and there is fantasy, but this is almost like the Big Lebowski of Wonder Works, where you're just kind of hanging out with these characters, <laughs> watching them walk from place to place, having some conversations. It all kind of ties together. Although this movie rapidly gives you a plot at the very, very end, unlike it, Big Lebowski. So basically, like, the, the you read the plot, right? Mm, and I sure it, did. The beginning of this movie. So, like, usually, like in a movie, you you have character development, and you want to know about the character, and they they give you all. It kind of gives you their motivations and voice. That is about thirty five minutes of this fifty five minute thing. Oh, that's a lot. I'd say that's a giving amount. <laughs> There's so much just the kid like living his day to day life. Mm hmm before we actually even get to the point of him meeting the bridge guy. Yeah. Which kind of tick, which kind of <laughs> also basically like, yeah, well, no, I mean, what I'm saying is, is he basically goes through, he goes through like so much time in, and then 30 minutes in his parents go out for dinner and then he goes, Oh, I think I'm going to go try and find a troll. Yeah. And then that's when it, it the, the story actually kicks in. Right. That should have happened, you know, 20 minutes earlier. Well, you say it should have. I'm glad it didn't because whenever this movie relies really heavily on the plot is when I like it the least. <laughs> when I like it the sure. most is whenever Paul is, like you said, we start off with this movie. He's just walking around Pittsburgh. He's uh, looking at turtles in the fountain. He watches a magician, a street magician uh -huh. for a good long time. Yes. Uh, he goes to the mall. And I mean, I gotta, I gotta ask you as two sad men in their 40s who n have nostalgia for malls in much greater amounts than they should. I mean, you must have been loving those mall sequences. I mean, I had deposit and clean up. <laughs> <laughs> we see uh, a walk-in basket. That old basket. blue humor's back. <laughs> Looks like 
Dirty Sheer is coming back. <laughs> we see the Baskin Robbins with like the brown walls. <laughs> you can walk in oh. a record store with like Bon Jovi yes. posters all over the place. This is like, this is just a time capsule that is, it, you have to watch this. You have to freaking watch this thing. If not just for the first 30 minutes. <laughs> well, also that first 30 minutes I have in my notes, music by Nathan question mark, <laughs> because every song in this either sounds like a tribute to Billy Joel or to the hit makers of the era. Shall we play a little bit of the main theme that comes up for this movie? Please, please do. Anywhere on earth. Happy just me and me. Happy just me and me. Beautiful. It's played by a sick Casio. <laughs> Somebody dropped down the stairs. There seems to be oh a, a real genre of music in the 80s called uh, Isn't Living Fun? <laughs> I, th- Walking I, around with ice cream. <laughs> I love that song so much. Mm-hmm. And when I think about the difference between this one and How to Be a Perfect Person, mm-hmm. um, the music in that one really does feel more like 70s, like sure. Ses- Sesame Street. And this is more like we're, we are in the 80s. We oh, have yeah. made it. <laughs> we are plunked down in the middle of Oliver and Company. And this is only like what, like a year later or something? A big shift in the culture, right? That MTV <laughs> generation is taking over. Yeah. Oh, so so How to Be a Perfect Person is 1984. And this one, actually, oh, so same freaking year. Same freaking year. Year. I guess they were just a little <laughs> bit more forward thinking in this one. They weren't stuck in the past. Well, I mean, this was shot in Pittsburgh. Pretty up and coming modern town of all those modern composers just hanging around doing junk on the street corner. You could hire them for a nickel and they'd churn out some Billy Joel-esque hits for you. <laughs> Happy just being me. You know, it starts off oh, with I him wandering around, but it starts off, starts off with him, this 12-year-old kid looking at his favorite book, which is his book about trolls. This book is is like Pat the Bunny style where there's like three words on each page and a big picture. Like this is this kid's favorite book. And it looks like his mom drew it. Yeah. It's about trolls. It looks like each page is hand lettered because it is, and they could only afford to do three pages. So you see them again and again. And of course this kid like wants to meet a troll. It's all he wants in life. Wouldn't it be scary, but amazing if trolls were real. I I sympathize with this kid. Mm. Um for even though I hate trolls. Sure. I do also want to know what life is like if trolls are real. <laughs> I guess that's true. Mm-hmm. He tries to go see an R-rated movie which is I recognize the movie What's it called? Rollover, which is a <laughs> 
Chris Christopherson movie, which I laughed when I saw it because I've seen this movie. It's an adult drama about insider trading. There's like a sex scene in it, but it's not like showgirls. Like this kid is going to go to this movie and be real disappointed. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, So this guy, the guy who plays a Matt Dill, I'm looking him up. Matt Dill. I could not find any information about this kid. He did this in two other movies. He's a good actor. He should have played like a young Tom Hanks in something. He's in, it's all TV movies, but he does, he's in a TV series called Young People's Specials. And that sounds like my crack. <laughs> <laughs> I am all on board. I got to find these. We, we're going to start doing, we're going to do all of these. The cast in this movie is such a, it's that guy bonanza because it's all character actors who were doing stage work at that time. So you have William oh, right. H. Macy playing a turtle. You have Sam Watterson playing the the titular troll. Yes. Um, you have uh, um, Max Wright, the dad from Alf. Oh, Alf. <laughs> He's yes. in it as the secretary. Also the guy from, um, who's the, the teacher from Billy Madison, the teacher who's a, a, a secret pro wrestler. He's the big guy in this who's uh, Josh Mostel as the wise man. He's the guy who's the scientist. Oh, Josh Mostel. Yeah, who... Um, Still, yeah. yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. He's Zero Mostel's son. Yes. Zero Mostel from the producers. He's in a lot of stuff. Um, surprise appearance from makeup artist Tom Savini. Did you see that? Oh. He's, he's the, guy the guy on the, the motorcycle. motorcycle. <laughs> For whatever reason, oh. I guess because he lives in Pittsburgh, they just got him for a day. I told uh, my co-host, my other co-host, Laura, that Tom Savini was in this movie, and immediately she she looked it up and said, "Oh, the key grip on this movie was the key grip from Dawn of the Dead." <laughs> she knew immediately <laughs> that the key grip was friends with Tom Savini, <laughs> and that's why he's in this movie. Oh, man. I love it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Paul's parents come home after he has had a long day wandering around the mall by himself, (laughs) looking (laughs) at things like the lingerie store where they have scotch taped women's underwear to the window. (laughs) That was years before Victoria's Secret. (laughs) It used to be called uh, Brian's Warehouse of... He comes home... (laughs) His dad uh, is home from a long day of work, and his dad says, hey, let's go out to eat. And his mom says, oh, but Paul has homework. And his dad goes, okay, well, we'll go out to eat. Which I thought was <laughs> the dad kidding around, like, oh, dad. No, he means it. Dad and mom are going out to eat. Paul will be at home. <laughs> doing. I'm like, Paul still has to eat. Like, it's the same amount of time either way. I love that. He's just like a roommate. <laughs> That's what's He's right. Like, oh, with sorry, guys, I can't go out with you tonight. I got <laughs> studies. Um. So, uh, Paul pulls out this damn book on trolls again and starts staring at it, and decides <laughs> he misses his mom. <laughs> <laughs> well, he doesn't have to look far. He has framed pictures of both his parents in his room. <laughs> 
You think they got this for him? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So he decides, you know, I wish trolls were real so much. I'll just leave the house and go looking for trolls. Tom Savini goes up with his motorcycle. He goes, yeah, anytime I'm looking for trolls, I look under a bridge. And then he drives away. So Paul's (laughs) method of looking for trolls is to walk across every bridge in Pittsburgh and go, trolls, trolls. (laughs) Which doesn't work. It doesn't work. But he does run across a small personal airplane that lands right in front of him. And Max Wright gets out and goes, oh, Alf, don't eat the cat. (laughs) And then he says, they're supposed to be the end of the rainbow right here. Well, unfortunately, he hasn't really landed at the end of a rainbow. He's landed at the end of the rainbow bar and grill. Um, And of course, do I even need to explain that Max Wright is the secretary of the man who owns all the bridges in the world who uh, has a talking computer on board that he plays chess with. Um, Paul just walks on the plane and um, wins a chess game against the computer. No no one's like, hey, kid, what are you doing? It is the wonderful dream logic of this kind of movie that kids just kind of wander in from place to place where adults are. Oh, yeah. Like, this guy's living, like, this kid's living the dream life of every kid. Yeah. He roams a huge metropolitan city by himself. He has however much money he needs. I'm not kidding. That was all I wanted as a child. There were books where kids just, like, walked out of their house. They lived in a walkable city where they're just like, oh, yeah, I walked down to the to the auto garage and talk to the guys there. And then I walked to the grocery store and I got a grape soda. I was like, Oh, Oh, I can't wait till I'm older. I could go where I, I want know. to. I know if you walked out, if, if you, if we walked outside, we would get hit by a, a car going 55. <laughs> <laughs> like um, we had, you had to walk through people's yards. The, the man who owns all, the man who is called rich man, who owns all the bridges in the world is so happy that uh, Paul has helped him win a chess game against the computer that helps run his company that he gives Paul his own bridge. He gives him an IOU for a bridge anytime yes. he wants to cash it in. Uh, he he has the computer search for trolls for Paul. Well, there's no trolls to be found, so trolls obviously don't exist, which Paul doesn't believe still. Uh, he leaves the plane and then you have to help me out. Oh, God. God, this movie is weird. He, like, goes to... <laughs> Don't, doesn't the government start looking for him? <laughs> there's some weird thing where, like, there's agents <laughs> trying to, like, get him, and I don't know why yeah. they're getting him. Government agents are starting to track him down. So he goes into a building where he meets a, a man who claims he knows everything and he has him look on his computer to see if there's trolls and there aren't. He goes to leave the room and he sees the man who didn't let him go to an R-rated movie who worked at the movie theater. And the man says, um, well, if you're looking for trolls, 
I'm kind of getting tired talking because it's very look. The kid winds up going through a magical door and he finds this troll. All right, but the troll isn't a troll like in the storybook. It's Sam Watterson from Law and Order. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's kind of wearing a troll outfit that looks like a, a cape that your grandmother would make you with a big plush face on the back. Yeah. <laughs> and then he meets a turtle, but the turtle is William H. Macy wearing a little hat. And he meets a mermaid, but the mermaid just has like a sequin dress on, but also her hair is made of gold. Yeah. It, 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 this This movie, it just... It is a fever dream. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a, there's just, that's why I'm saying, and like all of this stuff is back heavy. Like all of the most crazy, like it's all normal. Everything's normal. And then all of a sudden they just smack you in the face with <laughs> wild. Um. Now, because all of these magical creatures just look like actors in children's movie costumes, he doesn't believe they're the magical creatures. Even though <laughs> he's gone through William a crazy H. portal. Macy, and even though William H. Macy was actually a big turtle That's before he true. magically transformed into a human with a turtle face. Now, this is where <laughs> I start honestly losing interest in the movie because now it's the plot of like, it's only through the eyes and the belief of a child and the belief is a, <laughs> a child of magic, that magic is true and real and magic is dying because children aren't believing. I'm just like, oh God, this, this old saw again. Like this, this plot line has been in a bazillion kids books and movies and it's kind of condescending seeming. I don't know. I, I didn't like things as a kid. I'm convinced that most kids don't like stories about how grownups don't believe in magic because that's a story told from the perspective of an adult, not from the perspective of a kid. Okay. So I think that kids kind of don't like this style of plot as much as adults might think they do. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know if a kid like when I don't know if a kid is thinking this deeply about it. Nathan, um, would it surprise you? No, that when I was a child, <laughs> <laughs> this irritated me to no end. Um, <laughs> mother, please turn this off. If I wanted to be condescended to, I'd watch Oliver North hearings. <laughs> You know, so this part of the movie, okay. Yeah. This whole movie I'm watching and I'm like, you know, like, uh, I, I don't, re I'm like, I obviously didn't see this is, is, is happening. Mm. And I'm, and then the troll appears and that pillow sack face. I was like, I have seen this and oh. I watched this. Oh, wow. And I remember. This is the part of the movie I remember. This is the part of the movie I remember. I remember William H. Macy, the turtle. I remember the freaking hair and the zipper mm -hmm. uh, 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 flippers, whatever she has. Like, I remember everything about this part of it. I think part of the reason why I, I start losing interest is it stops being like an oddball 80s movie and it starts turning into very much children's theater. Like, whenever you think yeah. of children's theater, 
It's adults dressed as animals, kind of doing weird performances, like kids theater style performances. Well, isn't this this is this okay? So a lot of these, a lot of these kind of kids TV specials, always a lot of times they're based on books. Mm. This one's actually based on a play, yes. which I'm assuming is children's theater. It must a play be called Ophody. Um, I can't imagine like at this point of the movie, I can imagine this as a play. Everything beforehand, I don't know how in the world that was a play. <laughs> right. Maybe it was it. Maybe the play is starts with him in this magical world. Right. And you know, we always say um we always say we always that say. these can be shorter. This one definitely could be shorter. So eh. so don't you think okay. Listen. I don't know if being know shorter the- will cure this thing. What I'm saying is the first part was what we like. Obviously, right. that's the first part we like, right? Yeah. But if this movie is truly about the second part, then you cut the beginning part. It doesn't make it better necessarily because now you're focused on the end, which isn't the good part. But at least it's it's more of a it, – it's not as so – it's not so weird. It doesn't like – it's not so unbalanced. Yeah, also up until now, the movie has been kind of – drifting from place to place and you're meeting these odd characters and you're kind of just seeing people do things. It's not super dialogue heavy most of the time or it's conversational. When we move to this fantasy world, it somehow suddenly becomes super plot driven and really pushes you through the beats and it's a lot of talking. So this must've been the play. This is probably lifted right from the play. Now I'm looking it up. The play, which is called Ophody, mm. and um, it's was actually the play was actually presented. It's televised um, on nineteen in 1966. Yeah, a television playhouse presentation, and you can watch it on YouTube. Sixty six um, makes a lot of sense for this kind of like. This person's an animal and this person's a troll and magic is within all like that's very 60s children's entertainment. It looks hideous. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so boring. It's like it's it's also an hour and it looks like yes, this is a it looks like one of those sh- kid shows in England, which is what this was. A panto. <laughs> oh. Let That's totally it what it freaking is. I'm looking it up. It's, it's on Net Playhouse was the name of the show. Um, and um, a modern folklore tale about a highly imaginative fantasy-bound youth and his search for a troll. I'm trying to say, oh, it was actually in America. Ugh. Wow. I If you just look up straight up Ofodi on YouTube, you get a lot of uh, African political leaders doing speeches. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That- and then, of course, uh, a recommended video of Johnny Depp laughing at Amber Heard's surreal testimony. <laughs> I, I, I'm so confused about that, but I, we don't need to get into that. I'm so confused <laughs> about that trial. <laughs> Anyways. Um, all right. So this is one of those moments where we've had a couple songs, but then we've got for a while with no songs. They decide to take him down to the realm of the mermaid, and suddenly we're hit with another big number. 
Lita, come on, come on, come on. Going underwater. Really leading in. I know a place where you can go. It's a special place only children know. And if you choose to stay, you'll see you can be a child forever. Creepy. <laughs> so, okay, pause it. Oh, I'm pausing so it this, right in kids playing a uh, leapfrog. <laughs> so this What is it called is in Catching total... the Freedmans? <laughs> Dick leapfrog. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the fakest the fakest like telling oh. of a story. Anyways. If you want if you want some good cringe humor, just watch the uh hysterical documentary capturing the Freedmans <laughs> and uh hear a guy talk about a uh, dick leapfrog. It's so it's so it's so sad, by the way. <laughs> the thing of is really course sad, it is. But of the interview with this kid is ridiculous and funny. Yeah. Um so or this guy. Um anyway, so the um that music sounds like when a band from the 60s or when the band when a rock band from the the late 60s and 70s comes back out in the 80s and they've written a rock opera <laughs> yeah. yeah like Where i could see like um, in the future uh, rock is outlawed yeah <laughs> the the subject of every rock opera from the 80s <laughs> yeah this is like the moody blues coming back or like um no, what's that? What's the guy the fruit uh, with the flute? Um, Jethro Tull. <laughs> Jethro Tull. Yeah, it's just like a total like. There's no flute in this, but you know, I could see him da- prancing around. <laughs> this is sung by a woman who plays the mermaid, who was in a bunch of like Miss America beauty contests and then had a singing career. Um, yeah, he kind of gads around this place and we're very he, he also imagines that he is uh beating a black man at basketball in a fantasy <laughs> sequence um we're very hurriedly then told that Afeti is going to die today because it's been a hundred years since a child believed in him enough to stay down here in the mermaid's magical kingdom so if he believes in him, then Ofedi will live another hundred years, but he has to eat like a magical pastry and he'll just be there. It's, it's, it's not good. Like the, this part of the movie is really not good in my, in my arrogant opinion. And then it kind of gets interesting again <laughs> because he goes up to the surface where Mr. Rich is going to destroy the <laughs> bridge where Ofedi lives because he sees that there's gold underneath yeah. it and the gold is the mermaid's hair Ugh. So. yeah yeah th- this this doesn't um I- i'm trying to remember like how it even wraps up at the end like i know that he obviously he gets a free bridge and so he he gets to keep the bridge but how does he it's protect rev- them? It's, I had to watch this three times to figure out what was happening. Oh, my God. Not the whole thing, just this ending speech. Because I was okay. like, wait, what is he doing? So the doorman from the movie theater, who's like this omniscient kind of God narrator, 
says that all the children that Ofedi is keeping down here didn't get to go back up to Earth to teach their children that trolls are real, and that's why children stop believing in trolls. So actually, by letting all these kids go, Ofedi can continue to keep living longer because these children will then grow up and uh, teach their kids to believe in magic. All these kids who I'm guessing are like on kidnapped or missing children's lists who will suddenly reappear <laughs> still locked in their same age. Uh, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Like the, the, the squinty eyed look that you're giving me is how I was looking at the television screen <laughs> as well. <laughs> they're just, they're shoving you out the door by this point. They're like, okay, okay. Uh, five more minutes, five more minutes. We're done. We're done. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's going to believe in magic. <laughs> we spent too long in the plane. Okay, the guy who plays the guard. Um, yeah. So he, there must be two people, unless he's also, he looked familiar to me, and I'm looking him up on IMDb, and it's saying that. Richard Shaw, who you, who you think you've seen in stuff, and then you go on. through his IMDb and you go, have I seen him before? <laughs> oh, okay, you know what? I'm looking at a different person. Are you looking at James Karen who plays rich man? No, I was looking at the person who played guard because I was thinking that was him, but th- uh-huh. you're right. It's, there's the narrator at the bottom. And, and that guy is like a guy who, um, when you look at his IMDB, he's, he wrote like, <laughs> he wrote like that famous documentary eyes on the prize, which was about like civil rights and like, <laughs> and he's like a producer and a director. And he's like really like super like, amazing like documentaries and stuff but I, i'm wondering sometimes if if the same person has the same name oh like i know they had i know they do the one and they do the two yeah but do they always get that right no imdb gets stuff wrong and i from what i've heard i think it's easier now but it used to be that it used to be very very hard for people to change credits on imdb if they got something okay. wrong, I think it's easier now because you can sign up for pro so easily. So it's a little right. bit more like Wikipedia style. <laughs> I am. I am noticing, though, that this guy is the judge in the Keeping the Faith video by Billy Joel. He sure is. <laughs> uh, bringing it back to Billy Joel, <laughs> um, which I always like to do. Yeah, you do. As we always say here. Bring it back to Billy Joel. So, so in the end, you, your your take is this movie was great at first, and then it just sinks. It gets a little too children's theater to me. Yeah. Uh, it gets to a plot that I've seen a million times before, and it's not very interesting. But everything leading up to it, I'm such a fan of that I would say... This is worth a watch. And you're watching actors who had gone to much bigger things younger oh, being yeah. in this surreal <laughs> little film. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed it. And definitely like we were talking about, like if you if you are looking for um something to watch with your kids, this is great. And it's also a great way to show them what a mall could be. 
Yes, aspirational. <laughs> how great could be. Much as those children needed to go and teach their children about how trolls are real, you need to teach your children about what a mall could and should look like. Do you how think about mall culture? Do you think that possibly things like like third season of Stranger Things, there's a lot of mall fetishization that goes on in that, and like that's happening yeah. more and more. Do you think that kids growing up with that series and other things will then go back and try to reinvent it? Like how people reinvented the town square? Um, or has shopping changed so dramatically that it can never return to that? Yeah, I don't think, I mean, we're, we're we, we, like, I think they did actually open up that mall in Georgia where they filmed and you could go in and yep. they had the stores and stuff just for fun, but like as an experience, but I think you might see some experiences like that, but it'll be just in some, you know, escape room thing or something. But like, <laughs> I, I, I don't think people like are clamoring to get out to a store that they will do this. Like, like a fifties diner makes more sense because you are going to eat and you're always going to eat and you're always going to go out to eat. But like, we're not all going to stop shopping and freaking Amazon just so we can have yeah. that nostalgic thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, stores still hold interest for people. I guess if teens had more expendable income, that might be a thing. Cause teens still need like a place to go to physically see each other. Yeah, but when I go to the mall, they're not at the freaking mall. That's what I mean. Yeah, wh- where are they? They would. Where are these kids? Hey, where are they? <laughs> Where'd all the teens go? They're all trapped by Ofeti. <laughs> Ofoti. Ofoti. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm all on board with this. Um, I don't hate the ending as much as Zachariah, um, because I still do believe in magic. <laughs> And trolls, like unlike him, a guy who's dead inside. Um, I'm killing Ofeti with my attitude. Yeah, but I would say definitely watch this. And, uh, oh, sorry, and, sorry. I'll, I'll play. No, this. I'll play you out with this. Yeah, please. Um, and uh, speaking of nostalgia, if you long for the days of popping onto a website and downloading a podcast or. <laughs> clicking follow on a Facebook group, please head to networkspecialpodcast.com where you can do all those things and more. Um, check out our Twitter, our Facebook, our TikTok, which is lots of fun. It's got little clips in case you don't want to watch the show like a jerk. Um, and uh, I always post trailers, except for these last few weeks. Sorry for those people clamoring for trailers. And um, yeah, we love you and bye. As we always say here on Network Special, we're happy <laughs> just being us. Bye. <laughs> being me. There's times I feel like trying. Oh.